Wait a minute. Liam, is your last name Gallagher? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> you probably know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> yes, I do. Because I've had it for 26 years. <laughs> no, we're not related. My brother's not called Noel. My parents are not Oasis fans. Any other questions? That's, that's the wrong answer. It, it turns out that Cottonmouth is, uh, is the Liam Gallagher's main project. Oasis is just kind of like a side thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine that. You know, it's kind it's, of like... I've, I've, it's, it's escaped me for the for the particular moment, but uh, Slipknot and uh, the singer's other band. You know, it's probably one of those things. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Cottonmouth out of the UK, not the one out of Southern America or the, the deep south of America, I guess. I had a hard time finding your guys' band because there's one out of, like, Virginia. That is called Cottonmouth. Yeah. There's a a rapper in South Africa or something as well, I think, called Cottonmouth. There's a a few of them knocking around. Oh, no. Well, this is is why you guys are here. We can blow them out of the water. Uh, (laughs) And Cottonmouth has got some new singles they've been kicking out lately. They have an EP that's due out early 2021 that we're going to chat about, as well as some other exciting news. So Jack and Liam are going to be here to share what Cottonmouth has been up to. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Absolutely great to have you on. Now, uh, one of the first things I guess I wanted to chat about is you guys have an EP that's due out early 2021. You guys are releasing some singles. Take us through this marketing plan. Are these songs like Made of Stone, Destroyer, Hollow, are these? Are you guys dripping the EP to us, or are you guys going to smack us with like four or five brand new songs like February, March, or whatever in 2021. So you're absolutely right. We are drip feeding it a little bit. Um, as you know, a lot of people might be listening when you're starting a band up, when you're, when you're starting a fresh, which we are, we haven't got an EP out yet. So this will be our debut. Um, and you want to keep the, uh, you know, you want to keep the ball going. You want to keep things fresh and keep things new. So the singles that are currently out will feature on the EP. Um, and then when we do release the EP early 2021, uh, there'll be maybe a couple of surprises. There'll be some things that people haven't heard before, uh, but it'd be really nice to package up what we've kind of been working on over the last couple of years in terms of the singles that you've just mentioned that we've got out there. Cool. Yeah, I guess my next question is why take so long to release the EP? Um, it's, it's always difficult. Um, never mind the current, you know, the current world circumstances that are in at the moment, but um, you know, uh, trying to get a band up and going from the, from scratch, you've got to get the members all together. You know, we've been through a couple of um, kind of band member changes over the last few years, and you know that always brings a different dynamic into the band. So potentially, you know, the, the first couple of songs that you write, which you know we we probably could have had an EP out by now, uh, but like I said, with band member changes, the dynamic changes and the music that you're actually creating you know it takes it takes a new form and you're kind of finding your sound you're finding your tone you're finding what you want to write about um so i think i think for us and hopefully liam you agree um it's, it's a case where our sound has developed so much that now we're in a position where we've got this really solid tight lineup um you know we all gel really well the four of us you know we're all really good friends we've known each other for years now um and it, it just feels like the right time to kind of say right here's our sound Here's what Cottonmouth's all about. 
um, you know, here's an EP that actually reflects our music and, and, and something that we're all really proud of. What, what do you think, William? I completely agree. And one thing I've noticed, well, not sort of through experience, I guess, but um, a lot of bands will do things like EPs too early. They'll go straight into stuff like that without singles, without sort of being known, so to speak. And like with us sort of playing a few local gigs, getting a few singles out, getting them played, I think that gets you that little bit of exposure. So then you've got a bit of a springboard behind you to sort of do an EP rather than just going, here's a bit of music that like people just can pick it up and go, well, these guys haven't been about it. It might just be rubbish. Like, that's so like, it. I mean, take that time. And like, if we'd have put it out with the first version of the singles compared to how we play them now, it, it's, it's just evolved to a point where we're happy with it and we can put it out better rather than just, Oh, here's a, here's just, we've played this for the first time. We're happy with it. It's evolved. And I think that'll be reflected when we bring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess my next question is, you guys mentioned lineup changes, that changes the dynamic, it changes what you guys want to write about. So in this current crystallization that we have of Cotton Mouth, what is that dynamic? What are you guys writing about? And uh, tantamount to that, what is it about this current lineup that works? I think it's just a bit of everything. So we've all got a different taste and we've all got something that we bring to the table, but it all melds quite well so dale the lead guitarist is very very technical he's very trained he's got sort of the dream theater sort of sort of vibes like uh what other bands i can't think off the top of my head jack Um, your own pass your progressive you know yeah but then also that kind of like hair metal vibe exactly he he loves his old classic rock he loves his hair metal he loves his glam um you know and he brings that kind of element into it that uh, discipline that technical side yeah that's it it probably doesn't shine too much through in the songs but when you actually know the guy um Mm. you know it it really comes through but i think i think for myself personally um and you know there's a lot of musicians out there that have been in and out of bands they've been in and out of lineups and you end up kind of looking back and going do you know what i really wish i had that guy at this time. And I really wish I had that guy in this band. And for me, the band that I'm in, well, the band that we're in now in Cottonmouth is uh, the drummer I've known since we were in school. Um, the guitarist, Dale, um, you know, we've done a few projects uh, ourselves, but I've never been in, in a band like this. And we always talked about getting in a band. And now we're in a position where actually every member of the band is, you know, if I could go around and handpick people, these would be the people I would handpick. Uh, these are the people that I bring together to do a project, um, you know, and, and and that for me as a songwriter and, and, you know, for someone that kind of puts lyrics together and song ideas and, and, and writing about particular things is really important. You want to feel like everyone's a part of it. You want to feel like all the people around you are supportive of that and they're all putting their ideas in. Otherwise, you, you, you know, you don't want to feel like you're doing it on your own. Definitely. <laughs> okay, very cool. Now let's chat about these tracks then. We've got uh, Made of Stone, which is a lyric video, Destroyer, which has got an audio video, and then the latest that has been leaked across my desk uh, is Hollow. And by the time that this interview airs, there will also be uh, a music video of, in some capacity available for that track. So take us through this EP. How many tracks are there? How many tracks have we, are we, have we listened to 75% of the EP, or is there more to come? Um. I'd say I'm trying to do the maths here, but um, we're probably close on to 75%, like me and Liam were saying. You know, uh, it's been really important to drip feed these singles out. And 
and get them out there and get on the gig and circuit and, and you know and show promoters that we've got some tunes to play. Um, so uh, estimates right now, I, I'd say that it's going to be a five song EP. So we've heard the four songs from there, uh, which is um, Made of Stone, Destroyer, uh, Hollow and Skin of Bone, which is the earliest one. And then there'll be a brand new single that will then come out with the EP. Uh, so there'll be five that will come out when it comes out in 2021. Okay. They mentioned the gigging circuit in there. Talk to us about the gigging circuit this year, how that's affected Cottonmouth's plans. Have you guys turned coronavirus into a blessing? It's allowed us to sort of take a step back and focus on sort of our sound and getting that right and riffs and recording. Cause we did go through quite a point just over the spring and the summer where we had quite a few gigs. So we weren't maybe experimenting as much. We were doing more of the practicing and the planning and, so it's allowed us to sort of take that step back and focus on the sort of recorded side and the studio side of things. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more actually when you are on the gigging circuit um, and, you know, going back to your original question, um, you know, why is it taking so long to get the EP out is when you're in a band, all you want to do is go out and play, you know, you want to hit the bubs, you want to get some followers, you want to get some fans. Um, and when you're focusing on really getting a tight live set, uh, and bringing that element of a live show to it, you, you know, sometimes the songwriting takes a little bit of a back step. You know, if, you, if you're going into the studio a couple of times a week or whatever you're doing to, to practice, you, you end up going, oh, but we've got a gig soon. So we need to make sure our live set's tight so that the new songs don't come out quite as easily. Um, to answer that about how we are, we're coping at the moment, it, it has been a little bit of a blessing actually in terms of, in terms of songwriting um you know we i think i think we're we're writing songs better and you know quicker than we ever have before um and the advantage of that is you can actually take your time to write these songs hollow was written during lockdown um we had the riff prior um but it was written mainly sending riffs over you know dropbox or we transfer whatever you use you know writing at home sending the riffs around so that you can then really develop, you know, the guitarist can come up with some really cool harmonies. You know, I can spend some time really focusing on what I want to, uh, you know, the, the melodies I want to sing over the top. And Dale had loads of time to practice the solo rather than just kind of like smashing the solo out in the practice room. So I think we, we've tried to use it as best as we possibly can. Okay, very cool. Now, take us through these tracks, Made of Stone, Destroyer. Can you destroy something that's made of stone? Um uh, <laughs> What are these tracks about? I know earlier on you guys were saying you wanted to find what you wanted to write about. So take us through uh, these tracks, Made of Stone, Destroyer, Hollow. Is there a common theme to the EP? What is the EP about? It's a very good question. Um, lyrically, um, you know, I just kind of write lyrics that, you know, that kind of come to mind. And actually, uh, my partner, Kerry, she she helps me out quite a lot with the lyrics. Um, you know, I think it's always good to have someone to bounce off. Uh, and sometimes it's even better to have someone that's not, you know, fully invested in the band to bounce off um, and kind of throw ideas around it. When it's your partner, you know, you, you've got full trust in each other and you can have open conversations without feeling nervous about saying anything. So, um, I mean, Destroyers, um, you know, it's kind of about, you know, a, a bit of a, an obeying kind of thing. It's, you know, it's about... Uh, that kind of hierarchy of society, so to speak, without getting too political. Um, you know, it's defying your destroyer. Is the destroyer someone that, that, that takes governance rather than, you know, someone that does destroy from, from an obvious point of view? Um, made of Stone, 
Um, is, is is probably one of our more ballady kind of songs, would you say, Liam? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it, it's got a little bit of a slower pace, um, and and that that line, "I'm no longer made of stone," just really kind of resonated with me. And in terms of you know, you can kind of come across as you know a, a solid kind of item. Um, or, you know, a rock face or whatever you want to see that as, um, you know, and you can almost say, well, I'm, I'm no longer made of stone. I, I can no longer take whatever it is you're throwing it at me. So maybe it's a case of maybe subliminally, I haven't even thought about it, but when you start talking out loud, you think destroy is about the hierarchy. And then, you know, you go, well, I can't take this anymore. I'm no longer made of stone. And it's like an admission vulnerability, isn't it? I guess. Like, that's what it feels yeah. like. That, that is it. And it's, it's a much kind of, um, you know, it's a softer song in the chorus. It's, I think it's a little bit more emotional, you know, to me anyway, you know, and, you know, every time we kind of perform that live, you know, it, it, it does kind of still give me that feeling of, of it being kind of emotional and, uh, and things like that. And then when we went on to hollow, you know, again, it, it kind of went back to that destroyer theme. It's a heavier song. It's almost like the vengeance. Um, you know, you've gone through destroyer, everything's angry. You've gone through made of stone of kind of, you know, not being able to take it anymore. And then you go, do you know what? I've been in lockdown and I've seen you're all hollow. Um, and if you, you know, if you look into the lyrics and and things like that, you can kind of see that, you know, you can see that everything's hollow and don't take everything for granted. Yeah, just sort of like, I'll word it. It's like, you just sort of, not silent, it's like, it's just frustrating and like, you're just letting out the frustration that there's not a lot you can do or say. I guess that's what it means for me. Fantastic, fantastic, boys. So it sounds like the situation this year has actually crept into the development of the EP. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, how can it not? <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, I've chatted with obviously a lot of bands during this time, and even though bands have had to push releases out, they've kind of just locked the writing in place and said, no, we, we wrote it, we recorded it. It's just been sitting there, and now we're finally releasing it, you know, in October instead of in May or whatever. Uh, but this is an instance where you guys are keeping it open and fresh. Uh, yeah. Are you guys recording each song as it comes along and going into the studio as best as that's as possible? Or how how do you guys keep it fresh? That, that's exactly it. We um, we recorded Hollow in August, um, you know, and, and and the riffs came out in March. You know, as soon as we dropped off, we had gigs booked, you know, throughout uh, March, April, May, June, July. And, you know, then, you know, festivals come up and things like that. Um, so we, we didn't really, we, we knew we wanted to release a new song, but we didn't know what it would be like. And we didn't know where it would come from. And then as soon as you throw it into lockdown and you start jamming, you know, at, at home and things like that. So literally Hollow is, is a pure lockdown song. It, it's something that's coming out of fresh. Yes, we might have had the riff prior and we might have had a few ideas knocking around, but... You know, it was practiced in lockdown, it was written in lockdown, and it was recorded during lockdown. And and that's how we've always done things. We, you know, we, we might have a few songs on, on uh, you know, kind of ongoing, a few songs in the works, and then we'll go, do you know what, this one feels really good to us. We need to get in the studio and get this down. Um, and to keep ourselves fresh and to keep ourselves current, you can't, you can't wait two years and then put a release out. You need to keep it going every few months, in my opinion, anyway. You, you need to keep on something coming out in this day and age, especially uh, during lockdown when you can't go out with a with a six-track EP and gig it for a year because th- we don't have that opportunity right now. Yeah, no, you're, bringing up, you're bringing up a lot of good, really good points. And 
I guess my next question is, you guys said you went into the studio in August. Is that something that was possible, or how did you guys make that work? Yeah, yeah, we went into the studio. I'll tell you what, I'll let Liam ask this. <laughs> yeah, we were very lucky, to be fair, that um, once things started to lift a little bit, a good friend of ours, Hamish, down in a sort of called Mansfield, just up from us in Nottingham, uh, there's a studio called Phoenix. It, um, it, he knows us, he knows our sound, he knows what we like. He had all the provisions in place. He's been he's been advertising. He's been getting it prepped. So he was able to accommodate us for the single, and it was it's always a fantastic experience. And we've just noticed that on the subject of bringing the singles out bit by bit, we've all done it with we've done all of it. Sorry, with Hamish, and it's sort of our sounds kind of evolved with him as well. So he knows us. So I think it it works great for both sides then as well. So I think it's certainly been a really really sort of smooth experience sort of recording and doing it all yeah mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit different trying to keep it COVID secure and, and all the rest of it but you know it was still a really good experience that we you know yeah and we wanted to make sure that you know I mean we're the bands and uh, and things like that but you know recording studios and stuff are also suffering so I think it was also really important to us to make sure that you know we were going out and you know, and going to studios and, and, and you know, trying to give over our hard earned cash so that they could keep afloat as well. Yeah. There's something else that came across my desk was in July, you guys joined a management team uh, for JMP. Now, kind of an interesting time to, to sign a, a management contract. So I guess take us through that. How did that happen? So, I mean, We've got a. We've got obviously, you know, after the years of being in the music scene, you end up getting friends. And one of the bands on Forge's roster is a band called Blitz, um, which I will give a shout out. If you haven't checked out Blitz, do because they're a great classic rock band. Uh, they're a really good band. Blitz are, um, and I've known the guitarist Kev for years. You know, he used to work down at the the, the practice studio that we we still go to. You know, to this day. So I've known him for probably close on to ten years now. And he's always helped me. He's, he's recorded previous bands. You know, I've supported his gigs, and and he's done the same to me. Um, and he just reached out to me. You know, one day he he got signed onto the same roster. Probably I don't know. Might have been a year. Might have been eighteen months prior to us. Not hundred percent sure on that. Um, but he reached out to me and he said, "Look, you know, I can see Cotton Mouth going the right way. Um, I can see you guys working hard. Um, do you want me to put you forward?" you know, for, for the management. So he, he basically kind of brokered the deal, so to speak. He introduced us to, uh, to John, who's the managing director of, of 4JMP. Um, me and Liam jumped on a call with John and we kind of discussed, you know, the ins and outs of, of how it would work. And, you know, it, it suited what we wanted to do. Our kind of plan um, suited what theirs would be for us. And, and it, it just fit really well, um, you know, and then, it wouldn't without them we wouldn't be on this call right now with you you know forge then puts us in touch with dunk at plug play and promote um you know and the next thing you know we're we're on an interview with you guys so good old dunk good old dunk yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well big shout out to dunk if he's listening in he'd better <laughs> yeah absolutely my guys he's done us a big solid um you know he's super supportive you know we can we can ask him questions and things like that so yeah absolutely big shout out to dunk Bill play and pro beautiful all right well boys that concludes all of my questions unless there's anything else you wanted to chat about i wanted to thank you for coming on to the rock metal podcast today that's great it's been yeah. a pleasure thanks for having us 
Thank you very much. I'm, uh, the only thing I'd say is I'm jealous of your hockey over in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Uh, our, our whole season's been um, been cancelled this year, so um, I've been uh, tuning into the Stanley Cup and all that kind of stuff. So uh, very jealous of you guys being able to play hockey still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hub City right here in Edmonton, except our Oilers completely ruined that. Well, you still got to host the Stanley Cup, right? Well, half of it. Yeah. All right, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. See you later.